Hey everyone and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. It was a really fun Wednesday special with Damon Talbot. Put it on your must-listen list to learn more about Draft Diamonds, the Hula Bowl, and all things football. You can find all the info for Damon at DraftDiamonds.com. Of course, head over and uh, listen to that podcast. More exciting guests coming in the next few weeks as we get into strength and conditioning, recruiting, and more. We will also be doing a dive into what a pro scout does. They are busy in the office this time of the year, prepping every week and keeping the roster right. Go behind the scenes and learn all about what pro scouts do. Of course, we want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Let's continue to push it up the charts and make it the number one football podcast out there. I can only do that with your help. Find me on Twitter at RightStepADV. Leave me thoughts, comments, as well as what you want to hear in the future. Now to today's episode, the big arm of an SEC quarterback, and if you guessed Will Levis, congratulations. So, who is Will Levis? Let's find out. A three-star recruit out of Xavier High School in Madison, Connecticut, a pro-style player that was uh, a three-star recruit, carried a fourth star for a while, um, ended up as that three-star guy, though. 29 total offers coming out of high school, including a number of Ivy League schools, Iowa, Florida State, Ole Miss, North Carolina, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Um, again, you start getting some of those offers. You can see this is a very high academic kid. Again, all those Ivy League schools really wanted him. His heart must have been in Happy Valley, though, because he did not take any other official visits. The big arm likely showed up on the baseball field as well in high school where he was a good player. Football was it, though. He committed in July of 2017, just prior to the start of his senior year, um, and it was over from there. Once on campus, Will took a developmental redshirt in 2018 with quarterback Trace McSorley as the entrenched starter there. 2019 primary backup to Sean Clifford, who won the job at a camp. He did appear in seven games, did make one start. 2020, much the same story for Will. Uh, top backup to Sean Clifford. Uh, Will did play in eight games, did make one start again. Seeing that he was going to be behind Sean Clifford while at Penn State, Will decided to jump into the portal, headed south to Lexington where he was named the starter after a good competition for the 2021 season. Helped Kentucky win 10 games that year as a first-year starter. Now into 2022, Will is the unquestioned leader and captain of the offense. So far through his three starts, completing 67% of his passes, has thrown six touchdowns along with uh, four interceptions, a few more than you want to see there, but does have the 3-0 record. Notable win on the road versus Florida in Week 2. That will certainly be early film that teams are watching. Uh, look at his stature, 6037. You're looking at uh, you know just over 6'3, almost 6'4 there, 230 pounds. Estimated he's probably gonna be uh, you know a 4'7 to 4'8 type of guy. Um, you know, good speed, not great, not elite, but you know, he's gonna be able to gain yardage. Good sized hands, not gonna be any questions there. He's gonna look the part throughout the process. That's a big thing for the quarterback. The height, check the box, weight checks the box. Again, he'll look the part getting through all the process. So let's get into his film. First, his strengths. As we talked about it, that big arm, his arm strength. A very strong arm, natural motion. This guy can make all the throws that, you know, scouts will talk about. Easily gets the ball 60 yards down the field. 
you see that on his deep throws and it's easy doing not no crow hop no double step to get into it he can also put the uh, cross field throws on the slide line on a line again he doesn't have to you know put a nice arc on it he can get it there nice and easily natural in everything he does um, he doesn't have to have his feet set he can say throw from the hip gets it out with velocity he's got a whip in his throw it's just very easy for him to throw the football you can tell he's been doing it for a long time just comes very natural to him another strength is his toughness this guy will run he'll take hits he'll get hit in the pocket he keeps coming back you can see the toughness and the demeanor in the way he plays he also has the frame to take some hits always shows back up just keeps on fighting plays with that tough demeanor does not flinch again that always is good for teammates you want the quarterback to do that guys will play hard for him on the other side of it, his weakness is accuracy. The ball does seem to be a bit all over the place, uh, both stop routes, routes on the move, man routes, zone routes. Um, doesn't always lead the receivers the way he should. He'll pull targets away from where they should end up. Misses some opportunities to allow some of that run after catch. Again, you see that really at the short uh, and intermediate spots. Some of his long balls just end up being overthrown. The accuracy, again, 67% used to be a good number anymore though you're seeing 70 80 percent at the college level with the way they run uh screens quick game again got to see that 67 percent get up again i think career-wise he's a 65 percent completion rate guy so as the season goes want to see that number continue to tick up be above 70 percent that accuracy just has to improve Awareness is his other weakness. Again, this is uh, shows up both down the field with his eyes and in the pocket. One of the concerning things for me, multiple front side blitzers for a right-handed quarterback. That would be somebody coming from the left side of the defensive line. That should be you know, in his vision where he should be able to see it, his peripherals. Uh, he takes some big hits, gets hands on the ball. He's got to have the awareness that that's coming. Um, he also struggles to work full field progressions. Um, when a quarterback drops back, he's typically going to be looking man zone, and then he's going to work through a progression from there. Um, he does tend to get stuck on the side of the field. Um, he will miss throws on the back side, even when he's protected, would have time to work through a progression. He really stays front side, will try to force the ball into uh, a receiver. Again, he's got the arm strength to do it. Now, whether he should or not is a different question. Uh, either way, the awareness in both spots has to go up. So what do we see on film right-handed pocket passer this is a good athlete but this is a guy that wants to throw the ball he's not looking to tuck and run every chance he gets he does have good speed when he does get in space just average wiggle he's more likely more likely to lower his shoulder or slide than make a defender miss he does have a good drop in the pocket from under center with good urgency, base, and balance back into the pocket. Operates with good timing in the offense when he needs to hit his back foot uh, on drop back or play action. Tempo. He just got a good tempo as a quarterback. You can see that's something that he understands. They focus on his tempo in the pocket is good. He's not trying to rush it, and they're not trying to speed him up. He does have good feet and base in the pocket. You want a little more slide and movement in the pocket. This guy tends to get static, takes hits as a result will stand in there but again has opportunities to step up slide create better windows uh, but sometimes he'll just stand there throw the ball from the well again when you've got the arm talent that he does you can get away with it at times but again you're making things more difficult for you for your receivers again taking away some of those rack opportunities and taking unnecessary hits 
Uh, as we talked about, he's got an excellent arm, very good to excellent arm. Again, natural throwing motion over the top. He can't adjust when he needs to to find a window, drop it down three quarters, get a little sidearm when he needs to. A ball comes out with good height over the top, though, when it's uh, coming over the top. Natural follow through and delivery, just a nice, easy throwing motion, can get the velocity behind it very easily. Sufficient uh, touch on his throws. He can drop it down the field, but his downfield accuracy is just average, tends to overthrow the ball, will miss throws that he should have when his receivers have a step. Again, that big cannon, he's going to lead those guys just a little bit too much. His intermediate accuracy is a good level. This is when you can see the velocity really crank up, sets th uh, set throws to a spot, his comebacks, his wide throws where you know he's going to have a little bit of room there. He can you know hit those guys in, uh, in good timing uh, but those on the move targets that's where he's just sufficient at this point catchable that's the thing they're catchable throws but not always going to allow the run after catch or allow those receivers to protect themselves they again that's where you look at the accuracy it can be a little bit deceiving for guys at all different levels again it's not always about the ball being caught but allowing those uh, receivers running backs tight ends to catch the ball and keep moving or protect themselves um Short accuracy, again, sufficient. This is where most throws are on a line. Um, again, it's good in the wide screen game. Gets the ball out to him quick, allow him to operate. But again, some of those shorter throws, screen throws inside, it's like catching a hot potato, gets on him too quick. Uh, again, with all the traffic in there, ball tends to pop off the hands sometimes. Uh, just need a little softer throw, just throw with a little more touch there. Um, I would say he's a sufficient decision maker overall. He will force it, and at times he can fit the tight window. He will throw it away or tuck it and gain a few when he can. Um, don't see a ton of decisions where he's just chucking it up and saying a prayer, which is good. Field vision, just average at this point. There's a lot of work to do in terms of seeing the whole field, recognizing pre-snap where he can best read what is going on. Um, he does have traits that allow him to go out and win games for an offense, but as you've seen in a couple early games with their defense, with the opponents they're playing, this guy can go out and be a game manager as well, make the throws when he needs to, otherwise just operate the offense. So, who are my player comparisons? Well, this is a tough one for me, but it's one I keep hearing as scouts are talking about this guy, and that's Josh Allen. I didn't have a chance to do Josh at Wyoming. Uh, obviously, Josh has grown into a very, very good player now, but the big athletic player with a very good arm is the comparison everybody's talking about. Josh did not have the pedigree at Wyoming. Obviously, Will was at two big programs, Penn State and Kentucky. Obviously, Wyoming, just a little bit different place in terms of NFL-developed players, um, but Will does does have you know the room to grow and be a top quarterback so will we continue to see the progression that uh, Josh made from Will um, that's the conversation you want to be in if Josh and Will are talked about in the pre-draft process together that is going to be a very good thing for Will Levis one guy that I see, again, this is kind of on the flip side, a guy that has not developed is Drew Locke. Drew, again, a good athlete, big arm, was at a big school, but has not taken the steps everyone in Denver thought he would, again, which is why he's now in Seattle. Um, you can't close the book on Drew Locke yet, but he is running out of time in the NFL. Again, he's got to prove that he is either going to be an asset in the room as a top backup quarterback or continue to ascend to be a starter. Again, Will's got to continue to improving, improve his uh, field vision, his accuracy uh, at 
Kentucky to avoid being mentioned in these same conversations as Drew through the draft process. Again, you start talking about uh, Drew Locke and Will Levis in pre-draft conversations together, that's going to mean that Will is going to get drafted a little bit later than you would want him to. So, uh, where do I see this player in the NFL? So, uh, it's an interesting conversation with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks will almost always go higher than what their true draft round value is. What am I talking about? Their teams showed uh, great restraint last year with guys like Malik Willis, Bailey Zappi, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral. Um, so what I'm saying is a quarterback that has a third round type grade in comparisons with the way that they are viewed in terms of team value in an equal scale, those guys are going to get pushed up really to the end of the first round and the second round. Um, the trickle up of grades remains as you get through the draft. So for Will, I by comparison, as I'm looking about what kind of draft round grade based on the criteria a team would have, I think right now he's a third to fourth round grade player. Now, for quarterbacks, that means that he is going to get pushed up likely into more of a you know second round type of grade you think of quarterbacks that are going to be that third to fourth round type grade that are going to be valued more highly that's your ryan Tannehills, your kirk cousins your mitch trubisky's quarterbacks that can go out and win games um, but you're not relying on them to win games if you want to call them a system quarterback a game manager those are good quarterbacks. That's, you know, in the NFL, that's probably what you're thinking about. This is this is a third-round type player. Um, now, you talk about quarterbacks that are, you know, that, that top tier, your Rodgers, your Brady's, your Mahomes, guys that go out and are going to win you games every week. Those are, those are your first-round, you know, type guys. Uh, again, so since he's a quarterback, I do think he will go early in the second round, even though I think he's more of a third to fourth round uh, by all, you know, grade scale measurements um, a good pre-draft process will get him into the first round but again we'll see where the rest of this season goes his arm talent is likely going to be better than guys like cj stroud and bryce young who are coming through this class but again when you're just talking about playing quarterback understanding it seeing it um, he is probably a tick or two behind he will have the chance to show in some really big games this year that he is improving and that'll really matter for him as the season goes so as I sit today, I'm going to put a second round grade on him. That's where I think he will end up going. Developmental quarterback that's got all the traits you want. We'll just see if he has it upstairs. Uh, but for Kentucky fans out there, I hope Will continues to ascend, win some big games, and get into the first round. So that does it for Will. Started to get in some grade scale conversation there, which is really fun. Let me know on Twitter at RightStepADV if you want to hear more about scouting grade scales. Or if not, let me know what else you do want to hear. Make sure you check out all our scouting reports and Wednesday specials. Love to hear your thoughts and comments. Teams in both the NFL and NCAA are really starting to get into their season routines. Hopefully you as a scout are as well. Things are just getting started this year, so in all you do, keep scouting.